The sing-along podcast would not be possible without the amazing people at Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to record a podcast. First of all, it's free. No hidden fees, nothing. It's completely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Or you can upload an already recorded episode directly to the app or the website. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. You can even monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you've ever had an idea for a podcast but you just didn't know where to get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Music lovers, songwriters, this is Casey from Second Echo, and welcome to another sing-along podcast. I'm joined today by uh, one of the open mic regulars here in Boulder City. We're actually back at the tap in Boulder City, Nevada, and I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. Aaron Norris. What's up, Aaron? How's it going, Casey? Hey, hey. It's so great. It's been a while since I've seen you. I know. I've been busy, and it's been a crazy summer, so. And it's so good to see you again, man. I just hearkened back to the first couple times that I was at the open mic, and it was like me, you, and Michael Richter. I mean, it was like, yeah. it was only about three or four of us performers. Right. And, and the week uh, before, it was me, Marty, and a guy named Pat. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, I just remember being drawn to several of your songs, and just, I was blown away by your writing style, the quality of the songs. And um, the one thing I, I remember more than anything, and I don't know that I've ever shared this with you, but I loved watching you perform. <laughs> and the reason is because you're so Squirmy. expressive. Well, I, I call it expressive. <laughs> and so for me, it was inspiring because I was like, man, I, I really need to let go a little bit and just be more expressive. And it was, you're oh, very cool. inspiring to watch. It was really cool. Yeah. Well, see, that's the that's what happens when I'm just up there in my own little world. I just kind of forget what I'm actually looking like in front of other people because I just practice all my time goes in my jam room. I, yeah. practice. I mean, you know, I live alone, you know, most of the time. Yeah. You know, I felt a little self-conscious about it. And, um, you know, I went and saw the Black Keys perform for the first time a few months ago. Yeah. And Dan Auerbach's doing what I'm doing. He's yeah. like squirming, squirming around, yeah. bobbing his head. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm cool then. Yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. I can do it. I won't feel so embarrassed. And people have so much <laughs> people have so much more fun watching you whenever you're, yeah. when they know you're having fun, man. And uh, we were talking about this a little bit before the mics heated up. Uh, it, it was uh, about a couple months before I discovered what it was that you did. And it was such a funny dynamic of seeing you kind of be this performer and then like you're a realtor yeah. and so it was kind of funny I was like I always years. well and I always wonder like if uh, any of the people you sell houses to then ever come and watch you or ever know that that part of your life you know oh, uh, yeah I let them know some some of them yeah <laughs> and that's well that's an interesting question that's, well I just don't like to share my creations with everybody I'm sorry I'm well weird. and that's and that's kind of what I wanted to ask you is because I know some people are real protective about keeping those parts of their life separate yeah. and then others are like no like it's all just one big well it's easily to be exploited to have people want to come and see you play because they can say oh hey lady i know the band and try to get something out of me yeah i don't like that yeah yeah 
yeah, I don't invite sure. people to open mics because I'm there as my testing ground. I'm trying to get confident in front of people yeah. and try to see the reaction. And yep. did I make them happy? Did I make yeah. them sad? Did I make them mad? Well, and to that point, I've discussed this with just about every uh, person I've had on this podcast. The open mic at Boulder City is such a safe place to be. Like, yes. you can come and experiment and you don't have to f- worry about no. getting, you know. No, it's a made, curiosity. It's, yes, uh, absolutely. It's very entertaining Yeah, for the curiosity factor. Yeah. I mean, that's what drives me. Honestly, I would go there not to perform. Like, I, honestly, I would yield my time. I would actually tell, like, you know, like Richter or somebody else. Like, look, you know, I'll just do two songs. I just want to do two songs tonight anyway. Yeah. Whatever. I don't need the show. I'm not trying to get that out of it. Sure. I'm just trying to get a reaction. You know, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to let somebody use me to get something out of it when I haven't even got what I got out of it first. Sure. Absolutely. I'm selfish like that. And I deserve that. I've earned sure. that. Dude. Nobody, nobody, you know, changes my strengths for me. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's get right to it. I want to listen to this first song. And this was a newer one for me out of all the songs I heard you play at open mm-hmm. mic early on when you released, uh, this little EP that you have, this right. was one of the first ones I heard. And, uh, I, I was really impressed by it. So let's take a listen. This is Aaron Norris. The song is called seas are rough. You're beating around. What do you have to say? Well, maybe I shouldn't hear it because it's one of just two things. It was really good, but never got to great. I know and understand that I showed up rather late. Sit down, babe, cause I'm all ears. Just say what you want. I promise to adhere I've just been down But I'm coming up Oh, I need more time Seas are rough Okay, I'll start today What do I pay? I rob a bank I do no good I see your eyes I know that I look Calms, not the sea, 
It was really good, but never got to great. I know and understand that I showed up rather late. That that was like the <laughs> that that it was really good, see, but never got to, to great. Yeah, I would take you to see that. That it's man, that, that line. Well, it sums it all well, up. Well, it's you know, it's a mission of guilt. I mean, it takes two, right, to make a thing go bad. So, you know, let's give me the line. Uh, it was really good, but never got to great. Yeah. So great is you know we we strive for greatness. I yeah. I strive for greatness. In everything we do, in work, relationships, everything, right? Yeah, yep. So, you know, there's a lot of complexity in my relationship that that was based around as far as, you know, feeling like maybe I'm living under a double standard in an old traditional world with, you know, feminism still steering every move I make. Mm -hmm. Kind of interesting. Sure. You know, dynamic going on. And But anyway, I still did the best I could. Yeah. And it was only good. Because I was told it's not enough. I'm still not happy. But then now I realize, you know, you didn't tell me why. I had to figure it out. And now I'm running out of time because I'm making it up for lost time to make everything right the way you wanted it that you didn't decide to tell me about. And I had to figure out on my own and now try to fix it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have enough as one person to do that. Yeah. yeah. So it's never going to be great. And I know that. Yeah. It's part of my fault. Mostly not. Well, and I think a couple of things along that line. I think the line really has this implication of, because um, most of the time when people walk away from a relationship, they have nothing but horrible things to say. And there's right. some acknowledgement. I think, I feel like there's Same. some emotional maturity to be able to say, no, like I'm grateful for what we did have. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, this was far from being this epic timeless yeah. thing, you know? And yeah. so, yeah. American and, dream. Yeah. Yeah. And something you said kind of leads to the next line that I put down here. As you go into the second verse, it says, okay, I'll start today. What do I pay? I think you say I'll rob a bank. And then even the, the chorus sit down, babe, cause I'm all ears. Say what you want. I promise to adhere that adhere. Yeah. To the rules. Well, and that idea of you are so desperate to try to make mm -hmm. things work to where, and I relate to this so well because of so many different, not just relationships, but friendships that I've had where I, at one point in my life realized that I kind of tended to have some codependent um, mm -hmm. tendencies to where right. I was a people pleaser and I would do, try oh, to yeah. do so many things to please people to right. the point where I would practically compromise who I was. And, That's what's and, happened to me for my, yeah. you know, 20 years of my adult life. And I just finally woke up and said, Whoa, Nobody really does care about me, but me. And, you know, the more struggle I expose, the more people want to run away from me. So I quit that. And yeah. I started doing things for myself and taking action instead of, you know, thinking about everything. Well, and that's such a, you know, I promise to adhere. I've just been down, but I'm coming up. So you're starting to. Oh, yeah. It's the proof of the pudding. I've got deals closing. Things are happening. Right. Things are turning around. i got plans. But I need a little time. I need more time. But you're not willing to wait. Yeah. You said six weeks. It's six weeks. Yeah. But I need seven. Yeah. Oh, you don't love me enough to give me seven? Then we got to go. Yeah. The tension in the song that I love is that idea of it starts off as this breakup song or this this lost right. love song, but then it becomes this really inward focus, like kind of cathartic. Oh, you it's, know. A, it's a battle. Yes. A war. Yeah. 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 So my, you know, my songwriting approach is always music first because I didn't really quite get the gravity of the lyrics being the most important thing to producers and publishers in the music industry. And um, now when I write, I focus on lyrics. But before when I wrote these songs, it was the emotion. It was the 
how can I put lyrics to this emotion and this one idea without going off on so many tangents from losing people? Right. And I think I was lucky. By luck, I dialed this one in to be able to just, you know, have the one verse. It's just a one verse song and then it's a chorus. And then I just use the chorus time for just an epic jam, dude, because that's yeah. all it is. That's all it needs to be. Yeah. All you need to know is I tried and you denied. Yeah. And I went to war for it. I, you know, it's like, okay, well, here's your precious gold earring. Um, okay. So now you're going to give me six weeks to get you a gold bar from Spain. Well, I got to cross the seas and it takes a normal crew 10 <laughs> weeks yeah. and the best admiral, which is me eight weeks. And you want me to do it in six. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm not happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, and that's the whole idea is like coming to that realization to know where that line is to draw in the sand to say like, okay, yeah. this is too far. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a quitter, but this is different. You know, you yeah. got to know when to hold them, when to fold them. Yep. Absolutely. Another great songwriter. Right you there. know, and I, uh, <laughs> you know, I know that because I've won a couple of live poker tournaments. There you go. Fiesta Eastside Cannery. He's a diverse man, Mr. Aaron Norris, right? <laughs> Blackjack too. So it sounds like you started off starting with chords and maybe melody and, and music, but mm -hmm. now you, you start more with lyrics first. Well, no, no, no. So you tell me your process. How does well, that Well, now work? it's still the music because that's just my thing. It's okay. like I stumble across some new chords. Actually, you know, when I'm writing a song, I just kind of morph the different order and different variations of the chords I'm working on. I kind of just, it's just like a slow little roll into the next song. And I don't even know I'm doing it. And it's yeah. like, oh, hey, now I got six parts of this one song. No, that's two songs now. Right. And now we just need a bridge and a jam. Yep. So now I got all this stuff and I still have what I call mumble style, where once I get the chords in order, I kind of just, I don't know. It's, already, it's almost like it's already there. I just start whistling along or humming along and I visualize some kind of scenery. Yeah. And I feel the emotion of it and it, it makes me think and it's like whatever I'm thinking of I stumble and mumble a word to it subconsciously maybe yeah. even and then all of a sudden I got a couple words and then it all comes together it's so interesting and then I write a song in a few hours or a day or two the mumble style that you were talking about it's, yes. it's very interesting out of all the people I've had on the podcast I'm amazed at how many people do what you're talking about because I do it. And I thought I was, I was one yeah. of the few. When I write, I will write chords, music, mm -hmm. melody all first, and the words usually come last. And I will basically scat my way through yeah. and mumble. And, and exactly. I will come up with and say, okay, I know I want the end of this line to end in the this, vowel, in this vowel A sound. vowel right. sound or E vowel sound. So, and so right. it's just interesting to hear how many people do it that way. It's right. very interesting. Right. I think less is more. Yeah. And, you know, time and people, you know, people in this time have less and less time and they want more and more. So, you know, the local music scene, I, that's all I am. I can never be anything but grateful for it. And that's mm -hmm. what I, you know, only thing I have to show is what I have now. And that's only because of the local music in this town of Boulder City. I was 15 years old in a hot garage, like, you know, 1.8 miles <laughs> down the road to the south. <laughs> right. Right there yeah. on Elsa or Esther, where it was. Yeah, okay? yeah. You know, so what I've realized, and it's a heartbreaker, no one cares about anybody that's doing anything out here. They got better things to do. Are you going to tell me that somebody could sit there and binge watch 37 episodes on Prime or Netflix <laughs> and they care about your little two, three minute song that you worked three years to complete? Right. They don't give a that's They want to hear the next one. It's and hard. that's the reality. That's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. 
I spent $5,000 in Nashville to get six songs. Yeah. And they weren't even guaranteed to get six. He yeah. looked at me straight in the face and said, we might only get two. I said, no, I'm leaving with six. Yeah. And that's what I did. Yeah. Because I trusted and put faith in strangers because of reputation and track record. Yeah. Show me the money. Yeah. Well, okay, when I walk into the studio and they got like umpteen gold record, platinum recognition, you know, framed, you know, awards on the wall. And I'm, you know, the people that are on my EP. Yeah. I found out a month after I recorded that three out of the four guys are nominated for American Country Music yeah. Recession Artist of the yeah. Year, multiple years in a row. Yep. The guy that did the lead guitar on my tracks works for, uh, what's his name? Blake Shelton, all the yeah. time. Yeah. Troy Lancaster, he's dope, dude. You yeah. hear it. Season yeah. rough, man. It's yeah. like epic. Yep. I don't even want to try to read. That was just his taste on my flavor. Yeah. Like, that was his, his feedback to me as yeah. an artist. I said, here's my rough tape, guys. Yeah. Six guys. We record all this live together. And we did it, basically got about a half hour per song. And uh, they showed up at two o'clock and they left at five. And what we did in the middle of that was play songs that sound like we've been playing for a hundred years. Absolutely. That's one of and the there's things. there's no going back from that. That's one of the things that I, so I lived in Nashville for almost five years. And one right. of the things that was amazing to me that I learned there, a couple, a couple of things. One was, um, you know, I, I came from a, a, a place where I lived in Ohio. And when you li played in a band, you know, you had time to get used to people and know how they play. And so then it was after months or years of playing together that you really found that, that way to gel and play right. chemistry. And, and, and chemistry. And the thing I learned in Nashville was that was out the window. You stepped into a group and you had to have instant chemistry with everybody in right. that room. And that forced you as a musician, you had to be a listener. You couldn't just be a player. You had to know mm -hmm. how to fill your tiny right. part of the gap of that song. And that was such an invaluable thing that I learned while I was there. Right. And I feel like it made me a better player because then I could step in and go, I, I don't right. care how the song sounded on the album or how the song right. sounds, whatever. I'm playing to the room. I'm playing to exactly. whatever everybody else is playing. It was such a great learning See, yeah, experience. Yeah, and that goes along with like, you know, what are we trying to do as musicians? If we want to get to that big level and play around with these big boys and, you know, be on TV and all yeah. this la la la, well, check it out. Going to a place like Nashville where it's a hub of concentrated, you know, uh, population to where it's the best of the best. Yeah. You know, you got it, like you said, you get in the room and you, it's, it's timing. Let's like take the, example of a comedian okay yeah there's a million comedians but there's only one john candy or richard pryor right because they got perfect timing yep absolutely anywhere they're at yep and if you can't do that in music then you don't have a place in it yeah maybe you do but it's not what you think it is yeah. you're not going to do what you need to do and if you either have it or you don't that's going to be figured out soon yeah and then do you have the heart to continue yeah you know i heard an interview by mark mike rowe mm -hmm. dirty job i love mike rowe yeah and he put it to me like this, or the world in an interview, like, I don't know, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Everybody should really take a look in the mirror and say, look, yeah, everybody, you know, you can think you got talent, you want to do this, you want to do that, blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, you got to have that next level drive along with the talent to mm -hmm. even make it to the little upper echelon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people don't get that. Yeah. Not in 2020 when they can sit there and, you know, post a picture of a bike they got for a kid you know, that they probably don't even spend enough time with because they're too busy editing the photo. And they're like, oh, check this out. Oh, wow, 30 likes, damn. You know what, dude, when I was a kid, I didn't even, you know, have a nice shiny bike. I don't have video of any of my life or camera film footage. To get a like, I had to go to the sandbox and say, hey, how you doing today? 
you want to be my friend and maybe build a castle with me? Oh, I'd like that. Yeah. That took a lot to get up to do, to stand up and get one like Absolutely. in person. And I people would say, don't get likes in person well, anymore. And, and all of this, everything that you're talking about brings me back to one of the primary purposes of this podcast is I've always wanted, you know, you talk about, you went to Nashville and spent five, yeah, whatever, five grand, grand on the thing with on six travel. Right. And, and I want people to hear these stories and to know there is value. You know, if you could wave a magic wand right. and remove all music from the world, people would miss it and people would recognize yeah. the true value of music. And I want people to understand that we do this because we love it, but there are a lot of people out there who do this. They just want it to be sustainable. They just want it to, right. to be something that they can make a living wage off of and be able to continue to create. That's the okay. thing is if I write a whole album and, right. and spend my life savings right, on it up. and then yeah, go for it. Okay. So with that thought, then you got to make sure you're not doing anybody a disservice in the meantime. Absolutely. Okay? So if you don't have that drive, you don't have that talent, you don't have it. And you just have this dream and all you're all, all you are is talk. Yeah. And you've been talking about it for six years. And it's time to quit for sure. Cause you're doing somebody a disservice. And if it's not your family or your loved ones or whatever, it's you. It is really good to have that proper assessment. You of need to get your together and go Absolutely. get a job and go get a house and have a future. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the now moment goes away Yeah, yeah. and it goes by fast and it's the future. Yeah. I'm 40 years old today. And I'm realizing things now that would have helped me immensely. Yeah. Three years ago. Yeah. When I decided to just actually get up and do something, stop being a victim. I want to touch on one other thing from Nashville, because when I lived there, I, I heard different people talk about their experience recording in Nashville. And right. I was curious as to when you stepped in, you had a very unique style. You had a very specific, um, you know, your songs were just, they were your own. How did, how yeah. did you feel? Like, did you feel like well, they gave they were going to get adapted to country because I was right, going but to Nashville. Did, do you still feel like they gave you the freedom to? Yeah, they gave me whatever I wanted. Good. Honestly, I didn't really care. Okay, good. I, what I wanted was the experience. Awesome. I wanted yeah. to find out that if this guy on YouTube that I saw talking about this guy's rough tape, you know, just uh, singing in the shower turns into this epic production, I want to try that with what I got. Yeah. And I did that. Yeah. And I was stoked. Yeah. It was better than any expectation I had. And then if I knew it was going to go so fast and so well, I would have taken a little more time to plan. I would love to know, because when I first heard you play, I don't know that I could, like, there, there are times I'll hear somebody play and I'll hear their writing style, I'll hear their voice, I'll yep. hear their guitar playing. Yeah, I can be like, oh, I can tell they were really influenced by this right. or that or the other. And I can't tell with you. And that's cool. I think that's awesome. I can awesome. tell you why. Okay, why is that? Because on the way up here, I went from Pitbull, I was bumping some fat, super bass stuff, and I switched <laughs> it to the Aussie station, you know, saw what was going on there, then I went back down to the songs of the 50s. Yeah. And then I went from there, I was checking out what was on the Tom Petty station. Yeah. You know, if you look yeah. at my Amazon playlist or my Spotify playlist, I got a nine night time playlist and it'll blow you away with my little guilty pleasures that I show. That's with my awesome. When I, and I you love know what I'm that. saying? Nelly Furtado, dude. Yeah, She's yeah. My number. It's like my theme song, dude. I'm, Say it right. I'm very much the same way where I have those the, that people, if they were to look at me, it'd be like, I'd never would have thought that no. you were into that for sure. So then when it comes to, songwriting then what would you say some of your biggest influences are songwriting wise songwriting wise well i didn't really realize it was about lyrics until just recently so honestly i don't have a full answer but before that you know it was like the epics 
like the epics from the Beatles, maybe, and like Pink Floyd and Black Sabbath and all the yeah. theatrical sounding epic moving stuff, the movie soundtrack stuff. I love all the movie music, like from like The Terminator, Running Man, all the stuff I wasn't supposed to be watching when I was four in the 80s, but hey, yeah. it's the 80s. Yeah. You know? Yep. Have another smoke, hun. <laughs> oh, not in front of the kid. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the 80s, dude. But I love that big epic emotional stuff, you know? And it's yeah. honestly like, it's Elton John, dude. I didn't know it was Elton John until I saw um, Rocket Man. And there's a point where he's a little kid and he's sitting on the bed and all these musicians start just popping up out of thin air. And he's just arranging this orchestra. Yeah. And there's certain times in my life, usually it's when I'm out having a great time at a concert, I'll come home, it's late, late in the evening or early morning. And I've had a nice little, you know, outing and, um, it's just all focused on music and just joy and happiness. Yeah. Like that's what I get out of it. It's just a movement. I get moved from yeah. music. That's the whole point. I'm trying to move you with my music. Yeah. Let's drill down on that just a little bit because I'm a very personal experiential writer. And now I know from talking with you, there was a local play or, or movie or something going on that yeah, somebody asked spring. you to write a song. So I, I well, guess- no, I just decided to because oh, I you decided so to. much material was like, it was actually, you know what? That was an experiment for me to yeah. see if I can have a sub subject matter at hand that was random and, and it was abstract about it. it was abstract yes, right and yeah. dark or whatever yes. romantic all that stuff so, so I, I guess my question Holden is Rudd. when you write is it mostly experiential is it or do you venture into that no it's actually much? it's the what happens is i come across the chords of the music and then it's almost like i i just liberate what i stumbled across because there's a spirit in everything and if it has enough time to be nurtured, it's gonna sound beautiful anyway. Sure. So if I have the time and I give myself, you know, the time for patience in the process, then it just happens easily because it's, it's just a clear thought and focus. There's nothing else that matters in the moment. Yeah. And then it just unleashes itself. Yeah. That's how it works. It's like magic. And it, it could just happens. Be, it could be something that happened to you or it could be something just completely fictional that just whatever that moment strikes you. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I, I make it a mission to do, okay, if I do a dark and serious one, then I make it a mission to do two fun ones after. Like the latest, yeah. latest couple songs I have, I got one that's going to be called On the River. It's about me. You know, you're sitting around in Nevada, it's 110 out, cranking AC, watching TV. You know, uh, what the hell is a weatherman going to say to me? Oh, yeah. guess what? We got sun in the rain over 100 degrees. You yeah. Know? But yeah. maybe it's just as well, you know, the cabs is coming through on the cell. Yeah. You know, he's going on the river on the boat, dude. Mm -hmm. That's all I care about. Yeah. Here in a second, we're going to have you play one of my favorites of yours. And we're going to hear the acoustic version of a song that originally yeah. uh, was, I Different think, name. The, well, I was going to say Stop, Drop, and Roll. Well, yeah, I original. changed it because of what yeah. I learned through the songwriting process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and it's called This Time. But this is one of those songs that I heard you play early on. And as I've heard your progression of all the songs that you've written, and there's been a lot of them, um, and it makes me wonder, like, what's your ratio of songs that you write and throw away? Are you super particular as you edit and you only keep the ones that are keepers? Or do you just write and write and write and then you go, that's garbage, I'm throwing it? Well, now that I've dialed in the formula that I've learned by the pros, yeah, you know, the chart topper people, mm -hmm. I cut right through all the crap. All yeah. my songs are three, three and a half minutes, and they're all keepers. Yeah. Because just like I said before, any little sound, you can liberate the spirit correctly, and it's going to sound pretty. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the thing. We have the resources to make different sounds where we're at in the present time, in the moment. 
When yeah. you go across the world to somewhere that doesn't even have power grid mm-hmm. or running water, they're still going to have music. Yeah. They're still going to have a beat. They're still going to have rhythm. That's true. And they're going to make a little thing on the they're drums gonna, sound beautiful. I was going to say, they're going to have instruments that they've made. Yeah. And yeah. This is definitely, in my opinion, one of those keepers. Like from early Thank on, you. this is one from, man, God, probably a couple years ago now that I remember hearing you play for the Solid first year time. And a half. Yeah. And just the little melody line, the riff that you had. And just, it was such a strong song. And I'm going to have you play it acoustically. And then we'll okay. listen to the full version a little bit later on. But this song is. Uh, on your EP, it's on yeah the Spotify, iTunes, all yep, that stuff is uh, this time. It's yep. actually kind of you know in my little world, I made that the title track of my EP. Oh yeah, okay, because it's heavy. Yeah, so here it is, the title track of this your EP. Time. This song is called "This Time." been told since I was a baby boy don't play with fire but here I am burning in the night see I can't fall even with a losing hand see I just don't know if it's gonna burn or turn out right I hold on to the last breath With the weight on my chest I'll make a move till the hammer falls Until then just watch it all go down Start dropping
been told since I was a baby boy, don't play with fire, but here I am burning in the night. <laughs> it's like that that epic, uh, man, I know. Does it make I, sense I, to I you can, off the bat or you got to read into I it? I cannot too? help but do the things that I know that are really horrible for me. <laughs> I know. It's just that, you know, we just got to make sure for ourselves, right? Well, and well, <laughs> I... I I guess what what I am drawn to in that is this urge to self-sabotage at times. I mean, it probably exists at different levels and different people, but mm-hmm. all of us have that tendency probably at some point to be like, God, I know this isn't good for me, but I, it's almost like you can't control doing it. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, a, a big part of it is like, you know, it's peer pressure. You know, I mean, that's the, that's the horrible truth from my life is I just realized maybe three years ago that I was just such, I was just so like easily swayed and led, you know, just by, you know, what's popular. Cause I'm just a loner, you know, I really am a loner sure. and I'm very popular as a loner, but it's not, I don't really feel like I have a real home. It's like, I have a house, but it's like a crash pad. Sure. I tried to make it a home. It didn't work. Right. I moved into a different house. I tried to make that out. It didn't work. Yeah. It's always just a house. So I'm just always on the run. Yeah. Just but always now, on you know, the go. It's like, yeah. yeah, but, you know, once you start slowing down and going back to the little things, you know, you just need less and less. All I care about is going home and, you know, having a happy evening. Yeah. Just having a safe, a safe place to go. And safe place. Rest. Yeah, no absolutely. fear. Yep. No insecurity. Yep. That's a home. Yeah. So I'm building towards that. I'm getting super close. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be in Boulder City in a couple months. There you go. There you go. Well, and even that whole idea of just having a place to lay your head at night just because of everything. When I think of all the things that I want to accomplish in my life, I wish I didn't have to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I wish I didn't have to sleep and I could just like, there's yeah. so many songs I well, want to write. Well, you can do that there in certain so many... parts of America with methamphetamine. That's true. But That's I true. do not advise that. <laughs> and I would highly advise right. against that. But there, there are so many songs that I want to write. There are so many other creative. Oh, yeah. That, like this podcast was something that until the COVID thing happened, I just didn't have time to do. Well, then right. my live show started getting canceled and I was like, right. okay, like why not? Like this is another right. creative outlet that I really want to explore. No, this is a beautiful you know? uh, pressure relief valve right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I've been told since I was a baby boy not to play with a fire, but you're amber in the night. You know, it's just, you're sitting there in whatever situation you might be in that's got you frustrated and mad at the world. Yeah. And you know, you, you realize you took yourself there. You know, you just took yourself there. And when it gets to the next lines, it's it just, it's a lead up to, you know, it's the building blocks of what the rest of the part of it, you know, because it's a positive message at the end. Yeah. The next line in the verse, it says, I can't fold even with a losing hand, you know, and <laughs> I, I hold on to the last breath with the weight on my, uh, chest. on my chest. I relate to that so much, even just being in a creative field, like doing music or, right. or doing this podcast, like the likelihood of, of anything that we do getting to a point where it's successful is so minuscule yet I can't help but create. I can't help, right. but that's my life. I don't, I honestly don't know what else I would do with my life other than mm-hmm. creating. And it just is kind of unlucky that I've chosen this specific right. profession to be like yeah. one in however many million ever make it. Right. You know? well, I, I, I think it's an adjustment you need to make given the world, how it adjusts on a daily basis. And sure. you know, I've just recently, you know, some, an older wiser person in my profession of real estate told me their day, you know, I called her up, said, look, you know, I got this other deal going on, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, just Aaron, just take a breath. It's all there. 
you just need the time to put it together. So the same yeah. for you, Casey. Just take a breath. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. I mean, you got me to get up and come here to see you because I like you. Yeah. You've already won. Yeah. I am successful with my music because I already made you think about something just because you heard it. Right. So I won. Yeah. I'm already done. Yeah. Now you just got to wait for me to give you the next song to make you think, and then I'll win again. Right. Have I ever asked you for a dollar bill to no. pay me for anything? <laughs> no. And I never will. Right. Well, and this is something I'll be honest with you I've struggled with for a while is right now in my life, I'm not anyone when it comes to music. People around this little mm -hmm. area know me, but I'm nobody, really. I'm not making really a living. I'm not supporting myself off my music. Right. However, I have never in my life been more fulfilled. Dude, that's been, what richness is. You are yes, you have invaluable yeah. experiences and it's given you perpetual thought on a positive. Right. And it's funny because I wouldn't even call it like happiness, but it's fulfillment. It's, it's, fulfillment. it's something that like yes. I'm fulfilling my purpose in life of why I was created. Well, I mean, you know? you know, I know you have a lot of family. I've seen your family traveling through and stuff like that. Yeah. You're married and all that. And me, I'm a lone wolf. My family is not like traditional style. Um, but I completely understand what you mean by that fulfillment because that's what makes me feel like I have a home. Like you guys are my home at the time. Yeah. That's yeah. why I was always there. Yeah. And that's why I would give my, my time because I just wanted to be there. Sure. I just wanted the company. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I want from that yeah. tap open mic is the company and to feel like, you know, maybe some of my hard work is recognized. Right. Because if you don't get recognition or a pat on the back for your hard work, it's going to make you depressed. Right. And then it's going to be your fault, but you're going to think it's the world's fault. Yeah. And that's just a horrible, horrible disaster cyclone, twister to the bottom, whatever. Yeah. You're and done. I, and I think it's all about finding that balance between... I have always wanted to build up what I do into something that's sustainable. Right. However, there is this mentality of saying, you know what, if that never happens, I'm fully fulfilled just creating and writing and playing the open mic in Boulder City. I am somewhere in between those two. I, I would love to be at that point where I could say, you know what, if I never make another dime mm -hmm. off my music, then I would be perfectly okay with that. I don't know that I'm there yet just because, mm -hmm. and here's the reason why I think for people who create, I think there is an element of, I want my music to be heard by as many people as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. And with that comes some level of distribution with that comes some level right. of, if you get to a certain point, you get paid to play. Right. <laughs> right? And so my desire for success, success comes more from a, I want millions of people to hear my music right. or tens of millions or hundred or right. whatever that number is. And is there money that comes along with that? Sure. But there's a, there's a, a level of fulfillment that comes right. from creating. Right. And then there's another right. stratosphere well, see, here, somebody of fulfillment like me, that it, comes from people like hearing me, it. Though, from what you just told me, I'm going to come up to you and give you the hard fact of drawing a line in the sand and say, well, if you want to get it out there, you got to take it to them. Right. In 2020, yeah. if you want them to hear it, you got to take it to them. Yeah. So you listen to my songs on Spotify, you could bump it on your Bluetooth, you could put it in there and it yeah. will rock the house because I yeah. paid for it. And I know I could do it differently. I could do it better. I could do re-edits, whatever. I don't care. I own the files, the tracks, 100%. I did it all. I wrote all the melodies, did the hooks, all this. I don't care anymore. Yeah. I did that to learn. Yeah. See? So that's how I sustain in it is because mm -hmm. I'm forever learning. I just learned that lyrics are the most important thing like two months ago. Yeah. And I went back and re-edited and changed three songs. Yeah. Because of what I learned. Yeah. 
So the last line I want to touch on in this is it says the world has set fire to your mind. Don't let it spread on down to your heart this time. Yes. And when you're talking in the third person like that, it, it automatically, my first thought was, oh, like the, you're, you're talking to a friend. You're talking to you like, don't let this. As I listen to this song, this sounds like you're talking to yourself. Inner voice. Yeah, yeah. And I love that because there's, I, I relate to that. And you've mentioned several times about social media and about the different things. Like there have been so many times over the last few months where I've had to stop and be like, this is not reality. Social mm -hmm. media is not reality. Right. I develop relationships with people one-on-one -on -one through, right. through it, true dude. intimacy and friendships. Sidewalk. And, and I cannot allow just because somebody retweet something yeah. or somebody likes something and I can't really know if it's a real person dude. or I cannot determine their entire opinion or character based off of some something Russian like that. bot. Right. Yeah. For I'm sure. not going to let a Russian bot ruin my day. Right. Exactly. Like it did. It did ruin my day like seven, eight weeks ago. Yeah. Never again. And this is one of my hopes is that people can come back to music and songwriting as this safe haven, which is why I have people like you on who have music that it's purely just for getting lost in the music. It's not, there's no political agenda. There's nothing else other than you want people to have an experience with your music. And yeah. that's what I love about it. Well, that's the thing is all I can do is what I can do. And I've yeah. already got what I needed out of it because that's in the past. Everything you hear from me is in the past. Yeah. You don't know what I'm doing in the moment while you're listening to that song that I wrote, maybe who knows, maybe that's one of my ones from two, three years ago that I yeah. re-edited, recorded six months yeah. ago. You don't know. Or I've got songs that were written 15 years ago. Right. And you never, you know what I'm saying? But, right. but yeah. Dude, may I add, dude, I don't want to sound like a jerk or like egotistical or whatever. I just, I see through all the fakery mm -hmm. and I make my money elsewhere. And so it's easy for me being someone that can be bought or sold yeah. to see right through it. Cause yeah. I don't need anybody in this life. Sure. I got me. Sure. I got me. Yep. You know, that's the next book about it all. Yeah. I got me. Yeah. Do you got you? I doubt it. <laughs> the title. <laughs> boo hoo hoo. There's that's a new song. That's a long, I got me. You got you. I doubt it. Boo hoo hoo. That's a long, that's a long title. I don't think that'll fly. <laughs> I know, no, not, not from what I learned. Unless you're like uh, somebody already big in the industry. Right. Like, or unless you're Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. <laughs> So we're going to hear, to wrap things up, we're going to hear the album version of this time. But obviously you said you're not on social media, you're not doing any of that. So, but give me your plugs for your music. I know it's on iTunes, correct? Yeah, it's on, I think I uploaded everything as singles. It's on iTunes, it's on Apple Music, it's on Google Play, which is soon to decease. I think uh, it's on Spotify, it's on Pan. It's on every single thing because I got distro kid uh, distribution. Yeah. So it's on every platform you can imagine. Yeah. It's only been up for a couple months and I haven't even looked and see, I think I got 12 streams. So I've had 12 people listen to my music when I spent all that money and time. And I don't even care. <laughs> right. That's old but, news. I don't even have time to deal with it, dude. You don't, you don't care. But here's the greater point that I want to bring up. I care, which is why I have you on here. And this is one of the underlying reasons why I do this is because I want people to appreciate music again. And so I, I'm going to encourage people to go to iTunes, to go to Apple Music and mm -hmm. not just stream. I know you don't care about the money. What, yeah. what I'm trying to get people to do is if they find an artist that they really are awesome. mo moved by right. and inspired by, I want them to invest in those artists. I want them to go download. I want them to buy merch. I want them to go see them yeah, live. Yeah, that's the real pat on the back. Things. Yes. I get it. Because streaming for us doesn't, even if you had a, a thousand or a hundred thousand, it. a million streams, that means nothing to us. It's, it's a, it's a badge, but it doesn't right. translate into anything other than uh, we don't even know at this yeah, point. It just means what's it, next. It, might, it may like, or may it, not yeah, mean anything. Yeah, we yeah. don't know. I've had some people go, oh, that's how you get a bigger record deal. Or it that's just how creates you get mystery. more. Yeah. 
That's all it does. Yeah. It just makes more so, like, what do I do now? If you've listened to this music that Aaron has played, please go and show support for artists like him by downloading. Um, do you have a personal artist website? Not yet. Not no. yet. Okay. I think I messed up with COVID. Gotcha. In a car crash. Yeah, so. yeah. And you're always writing. You said you're looking for the next studio to, yes, to go to. Yes, I am. To. I think That's either awesome. Muscle Shoals or... Um, See, Muscle Shoals, they block out studios by day. So yeah. if I can get it together and get the timing right after I move to Boulder City, then I might go out there and do the block studio where I get the session musicians, but it's all my feel, like how you like my stuff. Be amazing. Where yeah. you're like, oh, what, what is it? you has got a country album. What the hell is it? Yeah. You know? So we're going to take a listen here. Please go check out Aaron. Um, it's been great talking to you, Aaron, about all this stuff. I've loved uh, just getting to know you over these last couple of years and the relationship that we've built. Um, so good luck to you in, in this and, and all your future endeavors. This is the album version of the song that we heard Aaron play earlier. Here it is. The song is called This Time. I've been told since I was a baby boy, don't play with fire but here I am burning in the night I can't fall even with the losing hand see I just don't know if it's gonna burn or turn out right I hold on to the last breath with the weight on my chest I'll make a move when a hammer falls until then, just watch it all go down Stop, drop and roll, the world has set fire To your mind Don't let it spread on down to your heart This time, this time I go cold some days with this calloused heart See it beats real slow It's just enough to keep me getting by I got sold on reasons why I'll never surely know So here I am burning in the night I hold on to the last breath with the weight on my chest I'll make a move when a hammer falls Until then just watch it all go down Stop, drop and roll The world has set fire To your mind Don't let it spread on down To your heart This time
Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been great having you here today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Casey. I mean, it means a lot that you actually reach out to bring me here. It just says, you know, I, I did something. Yeah. And that to me is payment enough. It yeah, fulfills man. me like you talk about. This is fulfillment. It's the real deal. I like sitting in person, having a chat anytime. Man, yeah. My pleasure. Can't wait to hear the new stuff. All right. Yeah. Can't wait to show it to you soon. Yep. Soon. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sing Along Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, be sure to click that subscribe button and then share this podcast with other music lovers and songwriters. If you'd like to submit a song or another artist, you can email me at singalongpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's singalongpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with another brand new episode. But until then, this is Casey from Second Echo saying, don't be afraid to write a new melody. And don't ever forget when you find one to sing along. Mm -hmm.